to Merrill Pickwigo. Merrill is a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group, and it's like the Grinch took a holiday over Christmas and has decided that January wasn't Grinchy enough and is going to spread the Grinchiness into February as well. Merrick, particular uh, Merrill, uh, particularly in the resources and gold sectors this afternoon. Good evening, Bruce. And good evening to your listeners. Yes, very little green across the board at the end of the day. Um, and in particular, the resources sector um, leading the charge down. Um, you know, and it's difficult to speculate on the day what, what is driving sure. that. Um, we have had a view that, you know, globally we are headed for uh, slower growth and a lot of economic data up to this point has proved um, to be quite resilient, in particular um, in the U.S. But given the amount of interest rate hikes that have gone into the system, um, we have held a view that um, growth will slow down. This will start to hurt corporates and consumers um, at some point, and commodities being the cyclical beasts that they are would suffer um, from a from a decrease in demand. Um, so we are certainly starting to see, particularly the PGM sector, um, taking um, taking a hit um, as those commodity prices roll over, and certainly strong demand out of China for vehicles would have helped to bail that out. But as we know, China's recovery following COVID has been um, also been disappointing and has not come to the rescue to bail out global growth. So we do think this is just a result of um, a cyclical rotation. Yeah, and it's again we feel we take things terribly personally, of course, because I was just sharing some figures out of the Reserve Bank that Kevin Lings was crunching, and just talking about the last ten and a half years, the disinvestment from South Africa by foreign investors in the bond and equity markets over the last ten and a half years, which correlates quite nicely with the deceleration of the economy, with the issues around um, the issues around electricity provision and the gradual destruction if, from inside side of the transnets of the world and the SAAs and everything else, that loss of confidence, of course, has drained an enormous, a lot of, uh, enormous amount of confidence out of the markets as well. Absolutely. So, um, in particular, the SA-facing names, uh, if you exclude the dual listers, we can see that um, almost disparity and additional pressure on those names, um, you know, as liquidity thins out at that um, segment of the market, um, it also makes it, it sort of a, an amplified effect, shall I say, because it falls out of certain index funds, etc. Um, but particularly for the smaller scale and maybe for the retail investor, I think that creates some opportunities um, that at times institutional investors, because of their size, cannot access. You know, for example, um, something like Sun International today confirmed that their circular is out for the acquisition with um, the Piermont Group, even that deal comes as a result of um, private equity investor wanting to withdraw from South Africa, wanting to crystallize their investment. Um, but this is giving a potential consolidation opportunity for a company who is still listed on the JSE, still delivering good returns in equity, um, doing a reasonably low-risk acquisition you know, in their home territory, in a business model that they understand. Um, so for people who can access um, investments at that liquidity point, 
there are still opportunities. No, but exactly right. I mean, again, it's, uh, Stephen Kosef, uh, when he was chief executive of Investec, would love to uh, quote Sun Tzu and the art of war. Uh, out of crisis, of course, comes opportunity. And, you know, so where one lot decides that there's too much risk or it's just too, a little bit too difficult, a little bit too awkward, somebody in- inevitably puts up their hand and says, actually, I'm willing to take on that risk. And I, I just shared the story, and, I, and if you've seen it, it's not going to change the world. It certainly may change people's lunchtimes a little bit, but something small like Pret-a-Manger coming to South Africa, a mm. global brand um, coming to South Africa and tantalizing taste buds a bit, it's just that sense of actually, they're, you know, properly chosen opportunities do exist and can live side by side with the, with the mess and the noise that sometimes exists. Globally, there's an investment phenomenon known as home market bias. I think sometimes as South Africans, we have a home market pessimism. <laughs> um, <laughs> which when emerging markets, I mean, you've written books about this literally, when emerging market investors um, zoom out and look at South Africa relative to the other opportunities, um, we do have issues. I think um, the beauty of those issues is that should we, maybe I'm just being an internal optim- eternal optimist, should we fix those problems, we could actually prove to be quite counter-cyclical into a slowdown because many of our problems are self-inflicted. They do not require um, a great macroeconomic backdrop to fix inefficiencies at Transnet, inefficiencies at ESCOM. Um, and we can lift our GDP in a falling GDP market purely by doing the right thing. Um, so there's that. But then also, if you compare us to the spectrum of um, emerging market investments, do remember we are still in the company of Russia, Turkey. Within Africa, you know, if you look at what's happening with Naira, how that is unfolding and collapsing as we as we every day you can come in and just you know add another hundred to the naira to the dollar um inflation um is in hyperinflationary territory we have a stable currency um we have a stable inflation outlook we're paying the price in terms of growth for those institutions maintaining their discipline um but (laughs) south africa is by no means uninvestable And at that point, we will leave it. Meryl Pick, thank you very much indeed. Portfolio Manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group this Monday evening.